Hello and welcome back to the second episode of Beyond Books. My name is Steven. I am the host of Beyond Books and thank you for subscribing to the feed. And for this episode here, we're going to delve into cookbooks and cooking and how the pandemic has kind of shaped our eating patterns a little bit. So I have a colleague who's going to be joining me shortly. As always, this episode is produced by the Richmond Public Library right here in BC. And thank you for subscribing and let's cue in the music. And I'd like to welcome my colleague and coworker. We work in the same department here at RPL, Andrea, to the show. So, Hi. Andrea, say a few words to the audience. Hi, everybody. Um, as you said, my name is Andrea. Um, I'm a digital librarian at Library. If you take any of the Code Club for Kids on Facebook, that's me recording those. Um, and we also are doing a DIY social media program. So if you can see those, that can be cool. Okay, cool. So yes, and Andrea does a lot of cool programs and other things for the library. So we're gonna delve into some news. Typically I like to let the guests go first. So Andrea, you go ahead and share any interesting news bits that, that caught your eye this week or maybe last week. Yeah, um, I have a couple. Um, so the first one, since we're going to be talking about food today, um, mm -hmm. I saw that White Castle is going to be the first fast food chain to test out a robot fry cook, mm -hmm. um, which, depending on your persuasion towards robotics, um, could be exciting and it could be terrifying that uh, a lot of these jobs are now going to robots and that Thing. It looks like they're just doing a burger flipping and chicken and onion and french fries. So we'll see, I guess, in the future how far that expands out. And then my second one, for anyone who's a tea lover like me, um, unfortunately, David's Tea has uh, had to close um, 82 stores in Canada and two U.S. stores. Yeah, so that's out of their <laughs> original 240 locations. Anyone that doesn't know, uh, David's Tea is actually a Canadian company. Um, it was founded and the main offices are still in Montreal. And its first stores were actually in Toronto. And it actually started in 2008, which is pretty amazing given the financial issues that were happening then, um, that it became such a huge success. And like Oprah has called them out, um, like on her show and in her magazine. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's that um, they're closing stores, but it sounds like they are focusing on their e-commerce, and they also have a deal with Poplaws, the like Shoppers Drug Mart, okay. or the real Canadian superstore. So even if all their stores are closing, you could still get their tea. See, I, I mean, I've seen their tea before, and I didn't know too much about the brand when I first arrived here. And what's this? You know, it was a nice teal color, and mm -hmm. it was very. You know, I'm like looking at the store. I don't, I, that's when I was seriously drinking tea, but now I switch back to drinking coffee because I need caffeine in my life. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, uh, 
tea seems very expensive, but it, it tastes good. The tea is good. Yeah, um, the tea <laughs> is good. Um, I've noticed in the last few years they're trying to, I don't know what the demographic is they're trying to appeal mm -hmm. to, um, but they have a lot of teas with like candies in them or like chocolates in them, um, which I'm not sure who those appeal to, um, but it doesn't seem like it helps them in their financial issues. So. Yeah, that's the only thing. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the teas that I really liked when I first got into discontinued, um, and like the candy teas have kind of replaced them, which is disappointing. Um, yeah, I would love it. I, th yeah. I thought they would try to treat the tea like the McRib, like McDonald's have McRib. They'll bring it yeah, back. Yeah, um, they for do a have time. like <laughs> they do have specials that come out. Like there was this was an online only thing, but they like mm -hmm. brought back a lot of the teas. That they had canceled like favorite which is big adventure um but it was only for a limited time very sad <laughs> for me um but they do have like special seasonal teas and that kind of thing too because that's my sister actually got me to go there so she can um i can her a pack of teas because <laughs> she lives <laughs> in the states and she, oh. she they don't really get flavors there, I guess, in Ohio, mm -hmm. where she's at. I paid for like 30 or close to $50 worth of teas. I'm like, man, maybe lucky I yeah. love you, because I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't pay $50 with tea. Yeah, I'm some just, of them are really expensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like anything, like the green teas that are like hand-rolled, those can be like $20 for like a small bag. Okay, then, yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's hard to justify paying. As as we say, is is very frou frou tea. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> the the cool the cool thing though about the and I'm I want to jump back to the Amazon part. I mean not Amazon. Sorry, that's this new story that I'm interested. In. The mm -hmm. the one about the robot flippers because it mm -hmm. seems like a lot of things are going to the way of automation. I mean, yeah. A robot flipper. I I saw that article that you mentioned. Like I, mm -hmm. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. I'm like, just not interested. I'm just not in the mood to do this. And then I see this news that Amazon they took the concept of the the cart on the website <laughs> and made it into real life. So they are testing it out. So the the hit this this article is from the Verge. So it's Amazon's new smart uh, shopping cart lets you check out without a cashier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of briefly read it. It just, and this article was released today. We're recording the show on the 14th here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazon LA's grocery store later this year will get a dash cart. It is actual, it has an, like an, a tablet inside the, the handle kind of mm -hmm. area. And if you put an, an item in a cart, I guess it will scan it. I mean, so it seems like an online kind of yeah. cart come to life, if you will. I just want to know how they, you know, if they wanted to take this cart, how would lock, if you take it out, you know, the parking lot, or if you uh, try to take it beyond the store perimeter, like how would they stop people from stealing such an expensive and elaborate cart? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a very uh, 1984-ish <laughs> <laughs> type of device here. Yeah, um, I know with like, there are some stores, depending on the area, will do uh -huh. the 
steel shopping carts. Um, so depending on the area that your grocery store is in, um, some of them do actually have walking wheels. So okay. if you take them beyond the parking lot or whatever their perimeter is, the wheels will actually walk. Um, I would imagine Amazon would probably want something a little bit more <laughs> than just that um, or something like that. But I guess we'll see what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they have you, you have to use your uh, Amazon Prime account in order to use the cart. <laughs> like it'll be, yeah. well, you have to log in to use a shopping cart. That's what I'm thinking. I have to still read this article. I just kind of briefly skimmed it. We're getting so advanced now where we have smart. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I think I think it's the same issue with the, the burger flipper robot is like those are minimum wage jobs that people won't get anymore. A robot will have them, yes. um, which is a little bit concerning. <laughs> and, we, and I think it was funny too when we get into all that society. I don't know if we actually come so far yet to where we can start this automation process if people, you know, income levels haven't really caught up as much mm -hmm. oh boy i bet not very into political <laughs> territory <laughs> but um another another thing that um caught my eye too this week because i've been like studying all the streaming wars and all the platforms out there that episode about that will be coming up soon but quibi um which uh, this company was started by meg whitman who was the ceo of ebay and she also worked for bank capital and Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, who was head of Disney Studios and Disney Animation, also co-founded DreamWorks. They have a new streaming app called Quibi, and this is supposed to be an app for like bite-sized content. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, I actually, weirdly, um, I just watched someone on YouTube that was reviewing the service. Okay. And she did a review for one of the shows on it. And I haven't used it, but my understanding is it only works on your phone so if you yeah. had it only were some mobile devices what she said was like if you put it on an ipad though like it's not size to be on a bigger screen so if you went to an ipad or a tablet um the, mm -hmm. the image would be blurry and then everything is like six minutes <laughs> every episode is yes that's the quick bites that's where the the quick bite thing that jeffrey katzenberg pitched that's how the content is kind of set up it's supposed to be for people who transit to work. I, mm -hmm. I don't think it will work too well during a pandemic, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how they kind of set up the app. I know when they first announced the app back in late 2019, it, they kind of set it up as, you know, we're going to have shorts and there's just short, quick content that, you know, you can watch your lunch while in transit. And, you know, we'll have all these A-list stars and, you know, people from, film and television do all this content. I think Reese Witherspoon is voicing a nature on the app. <laughs> kind of read because it was, you know, the company kind of hit a snag in a row, right? Where they had to lay off some people. A few other things happen, a lawsuit as far as how they have they have a particular technology bit, a kind of a turnstile function in the app. So that's being litigated in court right now. So it's, it's a lot of things going on with Quibi. I mean, I would like for it to succeed, but I just don't know what it's for because the initial concept of how they pitched it is 
like, eh, I mean, okay, yeah, it seems interesting, but I think the cost where you're paying four ninety nine a month ads, and if you don't want the ads, you have to pay seven ninety nine a month, and that's US. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be interested in paying that for. I don't really like watching things on my. Phone. <laughs> um, I I have an iPhone seven. Like my screen mm-hmm. is only smaller than the newer generation, so mm-hmm. to watch things on my phone doesn't really appeal to me. And then I don't know, like the six minute part, I also confuses me a little bit because like just looking at the show, it's like they're great ideas and they have like really big names that are in them. But I would be interested to see how you can get in a six minute episode, even with all that awesome stuff. Yeah, it is it's weird. Yeah, I, I just treated it as short films. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you have so many competitors, YouTube and and all these other people in the space it's like where do could be fit in and then you have netflix right um, yeah yeah well, all these apps <laughs> too many apps apps and, and yeah. streaming and everybody you know has a show everybody has something to say but mm-hmm. to the last news bit actually podcast related um i know this episode is about food but we I'd like to mix it up talk about <laughs> it. Uh, so serious requires uh podcast platform stitcher from scripts for 300 million. I guess we're going to have a different type of war, a podcast war now, um, because Spotify has purchased podcast companies like Gimlet Media and a few others. This is kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny because I hope that maybe this podcast could be or can be acquired by somebody. I don't know. <laughs> it might help the paychecks. It might yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you think about that. I don't know if you had a chance to read. I haven't had a chance to read it. Um, I remember, I guess it was a few weeks ago now that Spotify like acquired exclusive rights to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Um, and they've been trying to do that with like other really big actors as well. So you only, if you really liked like, Joe Rogan or someone else like that, um, you'd only be able to Spotify. And it just feels like the streaming wars like Netflix versus Brave versus Hulu, just in a different sphere now. Yeah, Stitcher had a lot of shows and some I, I listened to or, or still listen to. So yeah, Freakonomics Radio, How Did This Get Made, which is really funny. Um, Super Soul Sunday from the Oprah Winfrey Network. Don't really listen to that one. Um, <laughs> Office Lady, uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, literally. Rob Lowe, LeVar Burton Beats, Comedy Bank. So they have a pretty good lineup of podcasts and kind of diverse uh listenership <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of it's just kind of funny that everybody's kind of snatching up podcast now the podcast where you something you can record in your in your bedroom literally i'm not in my bedroom now <laughs> i'm just saying like some people have recorded stuff in their bedroom the notions of a million dollars you know for basically a talk video format is mm-hmm. pretty cool and interesting as a lover of talk radio yeah, but uh, but that does it for our news segment. You know, if you have any other thoughts or news, Andrea, or no? Um, no, I don't have any more news. <laughs> so we're going to reset and take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the foodie and all of us. So just sit tight, and we'll be right back.
Hello and welcome back to the show. Our main topic here is going to be the foodie in all of us. So for me, picking this episode, it was kind of funny and and I guess it's going to be a little bit cathartic because, you know, all the restaurants initially when all this COVID stuff happened, closed and everything. And I was trying to figure out like, okay, well, I mean, if I had a taste for pizza, you know, what do I do? Or if I wanted sushi and stuff. So the bright idea is just, you know, when I go into work, look at cookbooks. That's what this episode was kind of born out of um, me wanting to like just cook for myself during this whole pandemic that we're still in. And I know other people, and they also face challenges of controlling their weight and everything. So I don't know how you feel about it, Andrea. I mean, how, how have you been doing during this whole pandemic phase? Interesting. I've been trying to eat healthy, like, the first week that everything closed. Like, I came in and I got a bunch mm-hmm. of cookbooks from our shelves that um, focused on, like, healthy eating that kind of stuff but you know it is stressful and like sometimes like you just want to eat like an entire bag of cheetos in a couple hours like sometimes it's just like that yes i and i have done that i have ate almost an entire bag of potato chips during this pandemic a few on several occasions <laughs> so and yeah. that, it definitely kills your workout <laughs> this this whole thing because everything kind of dropped i was you know, out for surgery and, and I was at home recovering mm-hmm. and couldn't do anything and then I wasn't working. So it, it was just kind of interesting, like sitting on a couch and you want to do stuff, but you can't. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. But what cookbooks did you, um, did you check out from our collection? Um, so I got uh, Eat a Little Better by Sam Cass. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly got it out because there's an entire chapter on roasting vegetables, okay. um, which is like one of my favorite things. And I also got out power plates, which I haven't had a chance to use yet, um, but it's all plates. I believe it's all, which is like, it's a pretty great option um, if you're looking to eat healthy right now. Like, okay. I know personally, when I eat vegan, it's not always the healthiest things. <laughs> um, <laughs> vegan is the gold standard of healthy. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's interesting, like, I'm lactose intolerant, so okay. I can't eat, like, a regular pizza. I have to go find, like, a vegan pizza place. And uh, when I was living in Toronto, there was one, um, and it was the greatest thing I found. But it was a snack bar, so it was, um, like, vegan pizza, vegan donuts. They oh. had vegan uh, tater tot nachos, <laughs> which is one of the greatest inventions but yeah sometimes you know eating vegan doesn't really help you no and 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 the reason why I say vegan is a dirty word um especially (laughs) I grew up in the states right so I'm you know originally from Detroit my parents are from the south and going south and trying to eat healthy is a challenge in itself because people you know I have my my aunts will come up to eating a salad like you okay are you sick or you're for religious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're eating because <laughs> we have all this fried stuff over here <laughs> it's like no you know I'm, I'm you know i'm trying to be healthy i'm trying to watch my weight and stuff and they're like oh okay well you know and their the salad is just iceberg lettuce tomato maybe a sprinkle of you know shredded carrots and oh boy yeah. and a whole bunch of uh, salad dressing <laughs> <laughs> then even when you get to whether you 
cities I lived in, like Chicago, like, you know, some people idea of a salad is a whole bunch of meat. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting, like, how food is you know, translated or how healthy is translated. So that's the reason why I kind of um, was saying, like, vegans are kind of the gold standard, but I've seen some unhealthy vegans as well. So Yeah. <laughs> vegans can be fun, too. <laughs> yeah. It's, see, okay, the thing, too, I, I want to to is the whole roasting vegetables so mm-hmm. wait a minute you needed a book to tell you how to roast vegetables <laughs> um i it's about like new ideas because like a lot okay. of times like you throw something in like i used to roast cabbage a lot you just throw it in you put some stuff on it you just really stick with the things that you know and I, since you're stuck at home not a lot to do i was thinking maybe it's worth like experimenting with other things like for instance there's a recipe for roasting green beans and like I had never thought to roast green beans like for me green beans is like a fry you cook it on a stove top so it's more about like exploring new ideas and seeing what's good and what's not yeah so did you did it push you to kind of modify the recipes to kind of own taste or did you just strictly stick to the recipes in the book so some of them have cheese so since i'm lactose intolerant Mm -hmm. i can't that i mean i usually switch it out if it's calling for amazon um, i'll use pecorino Um, pecorino is a sheep milk cheese that uh lactose intolerant people can actually eat so uh that's the main thing that i'll do um switch out for that um maybe use goat that kind of thing Oh, that's interesting. Because for me, like, I, I know I, I tend to roast stuff. I even like to grill vegetables and everything. Mm-hmm. I even grill bananas and peaches and everything. So <laughs> I'm a really big grill person. I'm like, I'll, I'll make it really clear. I do not use propane or propane <laughs> accessories. <laughs> I like to use charcoal and like wood. So that's the type of grilling that I'm I'm used to. So, nice. so you know, living in the states and stuff. Yeah. South, you know, we charcoal man we don't really mess around with all that propane i know a few people do but yeah. i don't consider it uh, I, well i'm not allowed to have grill in my apartment um okay, just yeah. it, it's an old wood frame um so we're not allowed to have anything like that on our yeah. decks my parents have a gas grill that like plugs into the natural gas in their house um so, you know, oh, wow. i don't think we've ever used like wood chips or anything like that Oh, wow. That's fun. It adds more flavor. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. That's what, when I started using it back when um, I started grilling in my late teens, if you will, I guess, I would, I would just experiment. I just like experimentation in any fashion, whether it's with food or with whatever. So th- did you check out any other cookbooks or you tried any other besides the roasted vegetables or anything like that or yeah so this is my personal copy um but library does have this book as well it's called a half-baked harvest super simple and i've been making a lot of stuff from it but the favorite so far has been um, lemon basil pasta with uh, balsamic brussels sprouts and you also bake prosciutto till it's like crunchy and crumple it over the top and it's really good (laughs) so you get that's really fancy See, I like the fancy stuff. I don't, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because uh, I know like some of my books for this thing, uh, since I, I I know I mentioned I like pizza, uh, my wife mm-hmm. got me to start making my own pizza dough and everything. And that's been an experiment in itself because I know I, I would say from May, probably about mid-May to 
June, over the weekend, I would just cook nothing or bake nothing but pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, when we would have pizza, like it would get to a point where other people in the house was sick of it, but I was like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I was just eating everything. I was testing out different <laughs> recipes from, I know that, you know, the crust book that we have mm-hmm. uh, to stuff online. So I was just souping it up. And then me, I, I, I don't really uh, eat too much meat. So I was using like Beyond Meat crumble and all mm-hmm. that to put on the pizza. I was just, and I do eat cheese. It was, oh man, <laughs> it <was> delicious <laughs> thinking about it now. I, I had pizza this weekend too. So we made that. So I don't even know if I'll probably go back to getting pizza from uh, places around here. You know, maybe if it's something that's quick and on the go and need it to, but I just mm-hmm. enjoy making pizza now. So that's been one of the things that changed my habits, I guess. I don't know, you know, baking or cooking now, has it changed for you a lot or you want to like experiment more, try to find more recipes? I definitely want to experiment more. I don't know if it's changed a huge amount. Um, before everything, I, I think I was a lot more precise in my meal planning. So I would make a meal plan every week and make a shopping list based on that. And I knew like five meals a day, what I was going to eat. Um, and I've noticed during period of working at home and that kind of thing, um, I find since I'm at home, I feel like I don't need to do that as much. Mm-hmm. But then you start snacking on unhealthy things. So it's something that I need to get back into. Oh, okay. And then uh, that's a really meal plan, I think. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, before I, I do a lot of the cooking and then my wife, you know, do of it um, mm-hmm. before she started working and now we're just coming back and forth and now I just I, I make sure I try to plan out stuff and another book that I grabbed from the stacks because I watched the show Netflix. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the show with Nadia Hussein. She's, oh I haven't had a chance yet. No. Okay it's, it's a pretty good show I just I've been watching a lot of cooking shows on Netflix and a few others but like her show really stand out. It was kind of quick and easy meals Mm-hmm. can do at home and then we have the book and some of those quick and easy meals that she featured in the show is actually in the book so the book is time to eat nadia hussein nice book on the cover holding i think a uh, thai curry bowl um <laughs> but it's i tried a few of the recipes in here like the peanut it was like a pb and j kind of like pancake mm-hmm. that you bake in the mm-hmm. oven and it's it's really good it's like it's just kind of like a quick kind of breakfast food if you're on the go. So you make it the night before and just pop it in the oven. It takes, you know, I think under 15 minutes just to bake in the oven. And, you know, you can give it to your kids and everything. And you can control the amount of uh, sugar that you need to put in there. So that's the one thing about the pandemic, um, not going out and getting any sweets, even though I have, you know, I have a big sweet tooth. Um, <laughs> it just my own treats because another book i'm gonna talk about in, in a minute but yeah i just i would recommend that you also try to i think she has some good vegetarian recipes in here as well so and also uh some meat recipes so uh, tuna so i'm gonna try to make the uh, baked bean falafels that she had in there because they look good and i was like falafel, falafels i'm there i'm intrigued by the idea of how this would taste <laughs> I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> but she made it in the show. And I'm like, is, I hate to say this term, excuse the term, porn. So yeah. it's, it's like, 
oh my gosh, like you're making like these pills, you go in to, you know, show people this kind of like quick pot stir fry, not stir fry, uh, quick pot kind of bowls and stuff where she put the noodles in there and also you need to do is just add hot water. You can put your meat in there or your uh, vegetables and you could just pour hot water in there on the go and just kind of act like a soup, put your spice. So there's a lot of cool, quick recipes in the book that I do appreciate. Some I have altered. I just um, Thai roasted red pepper soup. I made that last night just to kind of get a feel for it. It wasn't too bad. I added lentils to it. Kind of cheated. <laughs> but <laughs> like some people, you know, do the heat. I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, I'll alter it just a little bit. Yeah. I would say check that book out as well because uh, we have a really big cookbook selection. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure if they're moving or not, um, but we do have them in a very central location. The most popular ones are always for. Oh yeah, yeah, all the new stuff. Yeah, they have yeah the uh, books and all that. So I mm-hmm. I was definitely thumbing through that and stuff. So I'm gonna try a few other recipes out of that. Other books, so if you're a, a dessert connoisseur like myself, <laughs> the reason why the COVID weight has is, is, is been staying on because <laughs> I was, it was this other book in my eye because I, I do like, I try to not buy too many things. Uh, well, grocery store, like, not buy too many cookies or sweets and stuff like that because I'm trying to watch my weight. But this one book that caught my eye. Perfect Cookie by mm-hmm. America's Text Kitchen. I've been cooking up a lot. Of, I've been baking, excuse me, I've been a lot of bars <laughs> that you have to <laughs> you have to try. Like I've been baking. I did like a mixed berry bar. Like you, these are the type of bars, like an Nanaimo bar. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, but streusel use you know just some frozen fruit like you mm-hmm. know, mixed berries that we have, and a little bit of raspberry jam, a shortbread cookie crust and stuff, and you just put it in the oven and like in a pretty foolproof cookbook and stuff. And it kind of shows you, you know, different chocolate and cocos to use for certain recipes, uh, how to make perfect cookie <laughs> and, and also how to make the good bar. So I'm going to try to do a lemon. I'm going to start prepping for it today to make it for tomorrow and stuff. So, and it's a pretty easy recipes because, you know, first I was just like, oh, I, I don't really like to use cookbooks. Right? Sometimes I don't follow the recipe. <laughs> it's a it's a joke that's out there where it's like you know we don't use recipes we just let the spirit guide us <laughs> we let the ancestors take control so <laughs> that's the uh, that's the way I would kind of approach cooking and stuff but you know I, I'm trying to ground myself and just use recipes and alter it a little bit I would say to you Andrea because I, I know you probably like sweets I do yeah <laughs> The perfect cookie. I'm gonna return it too. I have to return it because I actually bought the book because I, I really like some of the recipes in there. I'm gonna do thumbprint cookies because at first I was not baking cookies. I was buying them in the store. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely you know, it, and it's good fun for the whole family too, especially when you get kids involved in cooking. Yeah, where stuff like, comes from. When I was with my parents, like we would make pizzas like once a week because um, it's something that like everyone can participate in and everyone can. Toppings, and then my mom and I can have our lactose free cheese. <laughs> <laughs> this was another thing I wanted to kind of ask. So, do you feel like this whole pandemic kind of changed? I think I probably asked you this before. Did, did you feel like <laughs> everything kind of changed 
eating habits for the best or for the worst or I don't know. There was a while there where it was for the worst, like had to go to the store every couple of days to get snacks. Yeah. Um, I think now I've kind of gotten a handle on that. Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm focusing a lot more on healthy food and like, I know trying to support like local businesses and everything. Like I've been uh, trying a lot more restaurants in my area and that kind of stuff and finding new like, Okay, so I was about to ask you that question too. I was like, what's like your favorite local restaurant? You mean Richmond or it can be outside the city, it doesn't. Yeah. I, you I can have multiple favorites. Okay. Um, cause I don't I don't live in Richmond. Um mm-hmm. I like I think I've maybe eaten at the IKEA. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, well, they have some good food there, I guess. They have some yeah, food. um like I've never I don't think I that's not true. I've been to uh, Pajos in uh, Steve Houston, which is the, uh, the fish and chips place that's on the water. Okay. Um, fish and chips is always a favorite. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, they're really good. Um, I think they have three different kinds of fish that you can get as fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like ginger beer and maybe onion rings. So yeah, that's what I usually do when I'm in Richmond. <laughs> I've, I've eaten at quite a few places in, in Richmond too. This one sandwich shop, I cannot remember. We went there. Uh, break i want to say it's on number near number three road in westminster maybe i, I can't remember the name slips me but it's i'm sorry i apologize not well, not trying to intentionally forget but yeah they have sandwiches this other place uh over in steveson steveson just has a nice like food, food over there where you can just kind of have a good taste of a lot of different uh food and flavors and stuff so definitely for the local restaurants in Richmond and outside of Richmond as well, because I know that they've been affected during the pandemic. And another thing too, things being affected, like make sure to just the listeners out there, you know, if you can donate to local food banks and everything, because food insecurity is a big issue inside Richmond or outside of Richmond. Definitely do that. I mean, especially if you go to the grocery store and you have opportunity to just register you know round up your purchase or whatever definitely do that give back to those who can't afford during this time so that's yeah. what i wanted to oh what you was about to say yeah there? well i was just gonna say um uh donating money is actually more helpful than donating food for food banks um okay. they can uh they have agreements and that kind of um where they can purchase food at a lot lower price than we can and that way they can also get a little bit more variety than just like and dry good. So money really does help a little bit more. Um, like obviously if you just can donate anything helps, um, but money is definitely very helpful. So that being said, I think that kind of brings us in. I didn't have too many things. I would just say definitely check out these cookbooks. And if you can, if you have access to Netflix, Nadi Hussein show, Perfect Cookie, uh, what's the other books that you recommend, Andrea? I know oh, I don't, I don't want to say vegetables, but what's the other uh so I have Eat a Little Better by Sam Cass, and I have Half-Baked Harvest Super Simple by uh, Tegan Gerard. Um, if you do like that cookbook, she does also have a blog, and that's how I originally found her, and the blog is also very good. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, and I forgot another another cookbook, Otto Lange's uh, cookbooks. I'm trying to think of the, the name of it, but he has quite a few. I think he has, like, over cookbooks, but he has a lot of good recipes in there. I tried, so if you're looking for a good flavor, definitely check out that chef marcus samuelson 
and a few others. Um, I usually, for Southern cooking, I like to jump on to G Garpins. He's a chef and host on uh, Food Network. Check out his website for like Southern recipes and stuff. So the next thing I'm going to try to, actually, let me ask you before we go, like what's the next recipe that you're going to try? Oh, it is actually from Half Day Harvest, super simple. Um, there's a recipe for cinnamon roll bread with chai cream cheese frosting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be trying. Oh. Yeah. I have a mental picture of myself not fitting into my work clothes. <laughs> trying all these things. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think that's much it. So I'd like to thank everybody for downloading this episode. And as always, like I said, donate to the local food banks in your community. Also, you know, give at home cooking a try. I know it's kind of hard. To not go to restaurants or go out during this phase and stuff of reopening but you know just kind of consider your fellow citizen out there so that's it so andrea do you have any last words no i don't think so we'll catch you next time folks be sure to subscribe and thank you for listening and stay safe out there i'd like to thank my guest andrea for joining me for this episode of beyond books this episode is produced by the richmond public library right here in bc and as always subscribe to the feed and we'll see you soon